0: Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam.
1: What's going on, you diehard, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? It's Josh Raymer, and we're back for another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. It's a Sunday night. It's a beautiful, warm night here in Southern Kentucky. We are in the Sode Shack. Adam Markham to my right and to my left, the man that we let back into the shack after a one-game suspension for stealing the ad revenue and eating all the quesaritos, it's Bobby Reynolds. was worth it. I'd do it again. Markham's pointing at Bobby right now and just has a real look on his face like, you know what you did. You know what you done. Stole all the ad revenue and didn't even invite us to come eat quesaritos.
2: Didn't even pay for my quesadrito. It was like... Two dollars and eighty six cents
1: Now it was at least four dollars I had to come revenue. out of my pocket, yeah. Josh How many Cerritos did you <laughs> buy, Bobby? Enough You got at least two Baja Blasts, One for now and one for ba- later yes,
2: Baja sure. Blast yes, And uh sure. I'm still hungry
1: But no, it's great to be back Well, we uh, appreciate you, you know Putting up with the terms of your suspension. We mm. had to take you out for the last episode. Okay. And uh, now you're back. You're on thin ice. All right. You know, we're going to be keeping a close eye on you. Please man. do. Just to make sure that uh, pockets don't come up empty. Please do. All right. But well, welcome back. Glad you're here. Thank you. Big three is not the same one, it's just the big two. So, uh, Markham, how are you, sir? Doing great. Two beers in. Classic Sunday Fundy, baby. That's right. What does a typical Sunday look like for you, Markham? I'm curious. Well,
3: here in a few weeks, it's going to look like, uh, you know. Goodbye
1: to your family and hello to football? About,
3: yeah, 10 to 11 hours of football.
1: couple cold beers? We'll see. Closest friends? We'll see. No family? We'll see. Lord willing, the creek don't rise, boy. (laughs) That day is coming right around the bend. We'll see. Let's get into some news here, fellow. we got a fun episode for y'all. We're going to hit some news, and we're also going to kick off a really fun five-episode series here that we're calling IDP Battle Royale. So what we're going to do is we're going to match two divisions against each other, and they're going to be basically NFC East against AFC East, for instance. We're going to set a superstar starting lineup from each of those divisions, and we're going to pit them against each other to see which division has the best all-star lineup the four winners as we go you know NFC West versus AFC West on down the line the four winners on the fifth episode we'll talk through to see which division has the best all-star lineup of IDP players uh, guys i know we've talked about this before it's just this kind of delivery you know nothing wrong with doing a division by division breakdown team by team talking about IDP assets i think our goal is always to have Little more fun and do a little more unique delivery. We're wacky boys, and we're gonna do our divisional breakdowns in a wacky way, baby. All right, you just totally undercut all of the credibility that we had built up (laughs) over these two episodes. But I respect you for trying out new material, thank you, baby. Didn't work at all. Take (laughs) that, everyone's loving it. Take that, care for the
3: laugh break, baby. Should I
1: insert a laugh track here? (laughs) If you would, that would be great. Yeah, just cut, take that character out of the rotation. All right. I'm going to talk to you after no, the show's sorry. over. Sorry. So let's get into some news and then we'll do, uh, today's <laughs> episode is the NFC East versus the AFC East. So we'll get into that segment right after we're done here. Well, we've got a little, some news items here to talk about. And there's actually, you know, a training camp going on now. There actually is some IDP news out there worth discussing. Uh, the big piece of news, Yannick Ngakwe ended his holdout and reported to training camp. He did have an August 6th deadline for accruing a season toward free agency, so this makes sense. Now, he finished as, you might not think this, DN-19 in our league between Mario Addison and Alan Bailey. So, do you all see Ngakwe, like I do, as a nice kind of fill-in rotational guy for your DN group? I love him. Young. Keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I had the exact stat, but I
3: remember seeing something that he was up in, up near the top as far as uh, most hurries in the league, mm-hmm. and that's a pretty telling stat. It's a very telling stat. You don't stat. always come away with the sack, but so sometimes the hurries are, are more, uh, you know.
1: Indicative ind- of a player exactly. who may get more, may see his sack total spike. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: Yeah, look at Donald. Donald has a ton of hurries, too, and freaking 20 sacks last year. Yep. Yeah, I mean, three very... Awesome guys there in Jacksonville and Ngakwe, Clayas Campbell, and then now Josh Allen. I would I would say those three guys are very valuable to any IDP league.
1: And we expect the Jacksonville Jaguars to have a nice mm-hmm. bounce back season after being disappointing mm-hmm. defensively last year.
2: Yeah, Foles is gonna be interesting too. He actually might lead that team. You never know. Never know.
1: At all like we said is the defense going to lead them to a Super Bowl? They almost did it with Blake Bortles. Yeah, so who knows? who knows? I will say, though, I heard a great point. It was like everyone's going to be drafting the Jacksonville defense in like mm-hmm. regular fantasy leagues. Mm-hmm. Don't forget they play the Kansas City Chiefs week one. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, yeah. they did hold the Chiefs last season. But do you really want to start the no. Jags week one against the Chiefs? They've no. got a
2: hard start. They go there, and then maybe New Orleans after that. They've That's got a hard first couple games. I
1: remember seeing that somewhere. They, a lot of
2: people have been saying if offenses. you're just grabbing generic defenses in a... Uh, maybe
1: wait and grab the Jags later. Yeah. Like week three, week four. They don't could be don't draft Absolutely, right now. People might drop the Jags. Yeah. So another piece of news that was really interesting um, is that Trey Flowers still is not practicing in training camp. He's recovering from a quote-unquote minor shoulder cleanup surgery that he had back in March. Does this sound minor to you guys? A shoulder injury lingering five months, four and a half months
2: later? C- cleanups are just kind of the way a team tries to paper over the fact that somebody had surgery, to me. Yeah,
1: um, they, it's like, oh, it's just a cleanup. It's like, yeah. no, you still cut this guy open. Yeah. And probably w- fixed a few things maybe in there, too. Yeah. Yeah, and and... Trey Flowers obviously signed that like massive, I think, five year, ninety million dollar deal. Yeah. And Patricia said he's not worried, but of course that's what a coach is going
3: to say. Maybe they're just being cautious with him. They did just pay him a lot of money. You don't want to you don't want to re aggravate an injury like that and then Mm -hmm. lose him for the whole year and then sure. You know, so maybe they're just being
1: cautious. They did just invest a lot of money into him. Mm -hmm. Is he is he adjusted in your kind of Mm -hmm. Idea of, like, the defensive end landscape. Do you move him up or down right now based on this news? i maybe knock him down a couple yeah, notches. he's not he got a guy to. I was really
3: targeting anyway. Um, but he's probably, yeah, more towards high-end
1: defensive end two now.
2: Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. I don't – I mean, he could be a guy you could see back into the defensive end one. Yeah, but, I think so. Uh, this news would make me want to bump him down maybe yeah. high-end defensive two range now. Mm-hmm. So this one – this next one really hurt my heart. Um, LJ Collier, guy I took in our rookie draft of our uh, XFFL league, uh, was getting you know some decent buzz coming out of Seahawks training camp, uh, but has suffered what Pete Carroll called not your garden variety ankle sprain. And it sounds like he could miss time in the regular season. So I was actually talking with a Seahawks fan this week, and he said he was really worried about their defensive line, which you know you should worry when they're banking on a rookie defensive end to come in and make a big impact. So you're looking at a combination now of Ziggy Ansah, Cassius March, Puna Ford, and Barquevious Mingo. That's definitely the craziest names of any defensive line in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, they, they you're counting on these guys to really carry most of the load until uh, Jaron Reed comes back from injury. Uh, or I'm sorry, from his six-game suspension, and L.J. Collier comes back from injury. That's This is not an ideal situation for the Seahawks defensive line. No. We talked about that, I guess, was it last episode? About mm-hmm. just,
3: I guess, the Jaron Reed suspension. The Jaron Reed
1: suspension that just broke, yep. And then we talked about who was going to fill in, and we,
3: we uh, mentioned Collier, but mm-hmm. now he's gone. Yeah. And uh, this one does seem like one that could linger and maybe even be more serious to where he could end up being IR'd. Yeah, I
1: mean, high ankle, I mean, that's essentially what he's talking about. But Pete he, Carroll said it's up near the top of his ankle. That's essentially just a high ankle sprain. Yeah, and I heard
3: him describe it as unusual, and like once you said right there, what he's called, he not your garden variety. Yeah, he <laughs>
1: said they've literally never seen a guy injure his ankle like this. That sounds exactly like Pete Carroll. Yeah, yeah not exactly. your garden variety. And he's always, but what's weird is he's always overly optimistic with his injuries to players. Mm-hmm. Guys are always going to come back quicker than expected. Like Doug Baldwin yeah. was going to be fine. Camp he was, Chancellor. Yeah, he was put together with Frankenstein parts. Doug Baldwin was at the end of yeah. that season. So I don't really trust Pete Carroll's injury assessment yeah. at all, really.
3: Agreed. Yeah, that's another weird uh, medical team, it seems. The Seahawks. That's we true. were talking about the Redskins in another podcast. But yeah. yeah, the Redskins. on over there? Yeah,
1: I think it's just Pete Carroll really is into like, he's like, look, Look, LJ, just take these herbal supplements and rub this, like, weed that I got from India on your ankle, and it will be fine. <laughs> Perks of living in Seattle. True. So, uh and Markham, I know this next piece of news is going to hurt your heart. Oh, man. Just get ready. Your boy, Jaguars linebacker Quincy Williams, sidelined four to six weeks with a slight tear. Again, this is, like, team verbiage for... It's only a slight tear in his mm-hmm. meniscus. it's like guys, the meniscus is yeah. still torn. there's yeah. one
3: thread that's left,
1: yeah it's it's but it's just slight <laughs> yeah um, so this hurts his two thousand nineteen season projection, right, yeah, for the beginning of the year, but you know by low, right,
3: little little positive note that this is gonna make people scared a little bit, so you can get especially with him being a rookie right exactly probably get a little bit better of a value on him now, still mm-hmm. someone that I'm
2: targeting, yeah. Fun story. I had a friend in uh, college who tore his meniscus, went to get it operated on, and got it operated on. The doctor got into the wrong knee. No way. Opened up the wrong knee and was like, oh, my gosh. His meniscus is completely together. <laughs> so that back up. Went over. Operated on the other knee. So now, basically, the only problem he has is the knee that was fine to begin with. Now he has like crazy problems out of it. But yeah, seriously, fun little story. Did he sue that doctor? Uh, I think he his his name is now. Uh, Dr. In Pepper. The, in, the, uh, in the name of that hospital, I believe. So
1: Seriously. that Well, that's now, I have to imagine that's part of the reason why you see doctors literally come in and mark with a red marker. That's
2: exactly what they do with my wife. She's torn her meniscus, and it was, uh, yeah. It wasn't, I don't remember the rehab on it or whatever, but yeah, they were basically like writing on it, Dr. Raymer, do not operate on this.
1: Well, they said it's, I think it was Gladwell was talking about this. I know we're a little off topic, but it's like. The, the 100% fail-proof way yeah. to not operate on the incorrect appendage mm-hmm. is to put an X or a checkmark or whatever or sharpie on the one that you want to operate on in your pre-op. And then there's no way that when you go in that you're going to cut into the wrong body part. Yeah, it's foolproof. It's real low tech, pretty rough, but you're not going to mess it up. So yeah, back to Quincy Williams. Uh, I think this is a guy that you still want to target because he steps right into that Telvin Smith role, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe he's out the first game or the first two games, but could take, be a, yeah. take the long view, especially if you're in a league like ours, a dynasty league or a mm-hmm. salary cap league. Grab, grab this guy for the long term.
3: Could be a guy that you're happy with down the stretch in, in year one, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So last piece of news here, guys. Trey Boston signed with the Panthers. He was safety twenty two in our league last year. You all interested in Mr. Boston? Nah. Not really. Especially with Eric Reed there as well. Yeah, yeah. Reed played well last year.
2: Yeah,
3: I like Eric
1: Reed. And um yeah, I don't know. Trey
3: Boston was good in
1: Arizona too. He could be like a late kind of dart throw if you're yeah. looking to maybe pad out your safety depth a little bit, but yeah. you're not gonna be missing out if you yeah. don't don't come out of your draft with Trey Boston. Yeah, I agree. But a nice landing spot. The Panthers, for whatever reason, just, I guess, don't like their safeties. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. So uh, Because Bethay was there for a long time. A while. Yeah, so I guess they've just been trying to replace him. Um, But, uh, yeah, so Trey Boston lands with the Panthers. We're going to take a quick break here to talk about uh, our favorite podcasting app, Anchor. And then we'll be back to uh, talk about IDP Battle Royale, NFC East versus AFC East.
0: All
1: right, so let's jump into the IDP Battle Royale Round 1 NFC East versus AFC East, gentlemen, and see who is going to emerge victorious from this episode. As a reminder, we have taken both divisions and made up the all-star lineup, and here's how we're going to break it down. So we are going to look at starting two defensive tackles, two defensive ends, Three linebackers, two cornerbacks, two safeties, a flex, and we also had some honorable mentions that we'll throw in there as well. So what we're going to do is talk through the lineup for each division, and then at the end we will debate which position group reigns supreme the AFC East or the NFC East. We've tallied up all the points that you get for winning that positional group. And at the end, we'll see who emerges from this battle, Roy Al. Gentlemen,
0: are we ready to get started? Dude, I'm so freaking pumped.
1: <laughs> that character wasn't as bad. I kind of like that. Thank you. Is this like a northern a northern guy who's like an aspiring boxer? Guy at the end of his rope. <laughs> guy at the end of his rope. <laughs> that's a good That's a good like uh, character for you to embody, I feel Thank like. Thank you.
0: Thank you. It's all I got left. Uh, I'm Oh, man, I cannot wait to get these out into the world, baby. You guys are going to love these ranks. These ranks? Uh, Whatever whatever we're doing here, who cares? This is morphing. This is a morphing character. (laughs) You kind of went
2: Boston there. Yeah. Uh, Shout out
1: to our boy, Forget about it. Yeah, forget about it. So, uh, all right, let's start here with the AFC East, gentlemen. I'll talk us through the lineup, and then we can hit some of the high points here, maybe where we see guys finishing this season. So, defensive tackles. We're going with a pair of rookies, actually, in Quinnan Williams and Ed Oliver. Defensive ends, Jerry Hughes and Michael Bennett. Linebackers Tremaine Edmonds, C.J. Mosley, and Avery Williamson. Cornerbacks Tremaine Johnson and Xavier Howard. Safeties Jamal Adams and Jordan Poyer. And the flex is Minka Fitzpatrick. And an honorable mention to Jerome Baker, Kiko Alonso, Jamie Collins, and Matt Milano. So what jumps out to you guys here? I would say for me... I guess it's not surprising given the high draft pedigree of both and Williams and Ed Oliver to see them here. But I guess just seeing two rookies as the marquee defensive tackles for their division, still, you know, kind of cool, a little bit surprising. But um, you look across the board here and they're the two best
3: guys, I feel yeah. like. Tells you kind of it's not a position of strength for that division. Um, but yeah, these guys are going to be awesome for a long time both of them were top 10 picks right i know mm-hmm. williams was a the third pick and oliver was what six or seven i'll look that up while you continue to talk about them but yeah just great players um what stood out the most for me probably out of this group was the strength of the linebackers and the
1: safeties mm-hmm. um yeah linebacker and safety is we'll talk about that when we kind of discuss the breakdown in terms of Yeah, so Ed Ed Oliver was nine. So, yeah, both these guys were top ten picks. Okay. But, yeah, we'll talk about this, but linebacker and safety is really strong for this group. And Mm -hmm. it was cool to see, like, honestly, a pretty good breakdown of all four teams within the division here. I mean, you've got going down the Mm -hmm. list, Jets, Bills, Bills, Patriots, Bills, Jets, 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 Dolphins, Jets, Bills, Dolphins. So Dolphins Mm -hmm. probably represented the least. Yeah. A lot of Jets players. So I guess we we like that defense. At least yeah. the pieces on the defense. They have some elite pieces.
3: Basically
2: sure. three Jets linebackers. I mean really essentially an Adams. I mean, safety, but plays in a box a ton. Yeah,
1: and I think we just uh we just did our uh, other podcast and talked about Jerry Hughes is one of the defensive ends in our auction. Definitely a sleeper, a guy who I remember was drafted by the Colts. Kind of left for dead and has had a really nice career resurgence in Buffalo. Got a nice paycheck there. A guy I could definitely see. You know, if we're going through here, mm-hmm. giving our kind of projection as to where we see these guys ending up in terms of positional rank. Jerry Hughes, I I could easily see being like a mid-tier defensive end two type of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Bennett, same kind of category. Uh, mid to back end defensive, t- uh, too. These are two really nice guys to have in your rotation.
3: In our RSO league, uh, Jerry Hughes actually finished as the 16th overall D end. He had seven sacks. Um, and he actually only played 65% of the snaps too. Wow. That's not as many as I would think. Um, so yeah, good player. And then Bennett, D N 15. So.
1: Wow, so both those guys firmly in the high-end defensive end two category. Yep.
2: I think the most impressive out of this whole um, group is the safeties. Jamal Adams, like we were talking about out of our um, RSO league last year, the safety one, um, I mean, just unbelievable last year. And then Poyer was actually uh, safety four. So, um, you know, of all those groupings, I think I was probably most impressed with the safeties. I, I see both of them probably replicating that. Adams will be again a probably top three cornerback for me. Poyer probably a top five. Um yeah, very impressive. The Bills defense is very um probably underrated this year. A they lot really of are. good defensive yeah. pieces there. I, like I the mean you've got
1: some studs. Ed Oliver Tremaine, um, Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds there at linebacker, and Poyer uh, at safety, and then mm-hmm. we, you know, uh, Jerry Hughes as well. And then yeah. we
3: don't give a lot of uh, love to Tre'Davious White, yeah, but he's just a great really player. Be. And Not Micah Hyde, right? Micah Hyde. The other I think I saw there. where he might actually be getting replaced by uh, Kurt Coleman. I think.
1: Oh. Um, see you, Micah Hyde. It's yeah. been a good run. <laughs> yeah, but that's a good problem. Matt to Milano have.
3: is also a Matt good Milano, club player. Yeah. That I honorable like mention. So, mm-hmm. um, good team. Yeah. Really good
1: defense. Really all comes down to Josh Allen. Yeah, we'll see. Cuz I think McDermott is an excellent coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he always He's not a guy have... that like you think of as like this top end coach, but like every year they grind out 6-7 yeah. wins. Mm-hmm. They're really solid. Yeah. I think they're have very well coached. Yep, and a very good nasty defense mm-hmm. playing in that those cold temperatures up in Buffalo. It's not a place you want to play.
2: In a bad division. I mean, the Pats are obviously great, but, you know, New York and Miami are kind of blah.
1: No one expects Miami to be in the mix for anything but the number one overall pick this season, sure. I would say. Yeah. Um, but I could absolutely see um, Buffalo and the Jets battling it out for a wild card spot there near the end of the season, going in like week sure. 15 or 16. Would mm-hmm. anybody be surprised? Not at all. I would take the oh. Jets because I think Darnold is a. Significantly better quarterback than mm-hmm. Josh Allen is, mm-hmm. um, but who knows? I think the the Bills versus mm-hmm. Jets defense is a nice debate as far as you know who has the better unit there.
2: So I guess something I kind of want to p- point out is uh, just literally looking a minute ago, seeing Rashad Jones is in a walking boot. So I think this really increases Minka's value this year. Mm-hmm. You know, if you'll go back a couple podcasts and listen to the debut of uh, the Big Three IDP podcast, I've talked up Minka quite a bit. Um, as a pretty high-end safety for this year. If you start to see certain things evolve, like, you know, we talked about Rashad's insane cap, and he'll be a Miami Dolphin He will be a Dolphin
1: because he's not going to be traded or cut.
2: And we don't know what they're doing with Kiko as well. But if he's hurt this year, I mean, wheels up for Minka in the Mm -hmm. safety role. And they're already starting to move Bobby McCain possibly to free safety which would maybe give the opportunity for Minka to play strong safety, maybe put T.J. McDonald in that nickel um, slot. So, yeah, just, I don't know. To me, keeping here to the grindstone there with Miami just to see where they're lining people up. And the other thing, too, is Xavier Howard, he's probably not a really highly valuable IDP asset just because he's a cornerback. He's kind of a lockdown, I mean – They don't throw his way a ton. Miami really didn't have anybody good opposite him last year. So if they can figure out um, somebody to play opposite Xavier for a cornerback, he might actually be a little bit better of an IDP asset this year, but he's an unbelievable talent, at least in my eyes.
1: Yeah, I agree. Very talented player. Cornerbacks are just tough because if you're really good, you're not a great IDP asset Yeah, just because you're going to get thrown at. Like the best IDP asset – in this division will probably be a rookie that we're not even thinking about right now because he'll get targeted a ton
2: yeah in the league we play the by far most valuable cornerback is a punt returner and a kick returner in uh the chargers who is desmond king there you go um he was far and away the uh, the high scoring cornerback last year so pay attention to that in, you know whatever league you would be in but yeah Xavier howard's fun to watch at least
1: and uh, it's it is fun here to see two Jets linebackers as the as two of the three best linebackers in the division. Mm-hmm. So along with uh, Tremaine Edmonds, who again cannot cannot even fathom how he is as young as he is, twenty one years old, right? Twenty one. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, we've touched on
3: all those guys in, in previous episodes already. Um, but I think all three of them have LB one potential. I Absolutely. Think Tremaine is probably definitely going to be an locked LB1. and loaded
1: lb1 and then one of the two and if not both of cj and avery could absolutely see it i could see i could see avery sneak in the back of like you know lb11 lb12 yeah. um i think we both see i think all three of us see quinnon williams and ed oliver as uh d, d tackle mm-hmm. you know top
3: 12 yeah. yeah low end d uh yeah just because there's still a lot of unknown mm-hmm. how long does it take for them to get acclimated and all that stuff um <laughs>
2: Ed Oliver was grabbed high in our rookie draft this year too, so mm-hmm. um, you yeah, know a lot of people like him.
1: Yeah, what if he turns into the next Aaron Donald? Yeah, yeah the, dude, the dude who grabbed Huge him. Potential. Yeah, the
2: dude who grabbed him knows IDP well too, so it'd be exciting to see Ed at Oliver this year.
1: So that's the AFC East. Let's turn now to the NFC East and talk a little bit here uh, about this division. So starting with the defensive tackles, we have Fletcher Cox and Deron Payne. Defensive end, Demarcus Lawrence and Jonathan Allen. At linebacker, we have the two Cowboys in Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith, along with Nigel Bradham. Cornerback is Ronald Darby and Janoris Jenkins. Safeties, Landon Collins and Malcolm Jenkins. And in the flex, we have Jabril Peppers. Honorable mention, Derek Barnett and Alec Ogletree. So, again, here guys, uh, some nice representation across the board. Um, You know, every team gets at least one player in this all-star lineup here. And for me, it's kind of funny that on both sides here, AFC and NFC, you see one team with two linebackers. This mm-hmm. time we're talking about the Cowboys. And, Bobby, I know, mm-hmm. I know you love you some Cowboys linebackers. I do.
2: Yeah. In our league last year, Smith and Vander Esch were both back-to-back um, I don't know who outscore. We had that conversation, I guess, last podcast or two po- podcasts ago about, you know, who scores higher. And it's probably Vander Esch. But man, I just love Jalen Smith. You picked Jalen Smith to outscore him. Man, I really hope he does. Um, I think
1: Tom's on your side. I think he had Jalen Smith as a
2: higher projected linebacker. Smart man. Smart man, that Tom. Uh, yeah, I wish I could acquire Jalen Smith. I, uh, I would love to have him, but both of those guys are great. I think they've obviously slowly phasing Sean Lee out, who I think is obviously actually hurt again. Um, But, yeah, freaking Cowboys, man. Do
1: you think Sean Lee was maybe brought back in to maybe be there just in case one of these young guys gets hurt to provide some mentorship and
2: eventually transition into a coaching role? For sure the mentorship. I mean, he's getting a little bit older and obviously super injury-prone, but in his day was a high-producing linebacker. And uh, I think they really want Vander Esch to to fill in that Sean Lee role. Uh, But Jalen Smith is carving himself out like a – uh, you know, nice little linebacker role as well. So yeah,
3: did you boys realize that uh, Jalen Smith out snapped LVE? Uh, he Jalen Smith had 976 snaps compared to LVE, LVE who had 784. Wow! Oh. But and they LVE's, finished right, and they finished neck and neck. Right,
1: but mm-hmm. I think it was because LVE's tackle efficiency was mm-hmm. among the highest in the league. I think oh, yeah. it was Darius mm-hmm. Leonard one and Leighton Vanderash two. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, he was great.
2: I wonder if a lot of the Sean Lee reps. Took out Van Esch. because
1: Sean Lee was playing some
3: last some. year. He wasn't out the entire it took, year. It took uh, Van Esch a little bit to get going and get more consistent playing time. Yeah, yeah. because
1: he was a true rookie, whereas yeah. Jalen Smith felt like a rookie, but yeah, he was right. actually a second year player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so somebody they could have confidence in coming right out the gate mm-hmm. to start from them for them from day one. Mm-hmm. But
3: again, another situation like the Jets, I think both of those guys could again finish as lb1s oh absolutely
1: i would project both of them to be in the mix for lb1 very
3: interesting that we have two teams with mm-hmm. stud linebackers mm-hmm. both of them representing the east yeah it's Weird. like a, it's
1: almost like a point that somebody just pointed out maybe four minutes ago yeah i don't know we'll have to
0: go back and listen <laughs> give that a listen boys. see see if uh, sounded better with me saying it, though. it did with all them <laughs> stats
1: you got over there yep yeah
0: poindexter
1: all right so uh no doubt here demarcus lawrence is going to be in the mix for uh, a defensive end you know top 12 defensive end consideration has been an absolute monster i will say though is there a more underrated player in the league besides fletcher cox i mean i think yeah. if it weren't for aaron donald hmm. you would be hearing way more about fletcher cox as the best defensive tackle in football
3: yeah he's awesome Uh, Finished as DT7 in our league. Um, 12 tackles for loss. I don't know how many sacks we had. Nine sacks last year. Nine sacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, just been playing for a while, too, right? He's been in the league for a while, so just still dominating. Still probably the best piece on that defensive line. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, now especially with Michael Bennett and Chris Long gone. Yeah. There was a lot of... See, Jonathan Allen, some leagues, he is a defensive tackle. We put him as a defensive end just because... He's awesome. I mean, we could not have him on there. But I think some places probably you you would see Jonathan Allen, Duron Payne, uh, and Fletcher Cox, all of them listed as defensive tackles.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. These designations are all RSO designations, yeah. which is our preferred platform. So again, these positional uh, designations may be different for your league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Allen
3: is actually a defensive tackle in RSO for mm-hmm.
1: us. Is he? Okay. So we just put him as a defensive end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Way to throw Because he off. deserves it. The whole argument I just had, Adam. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Maybe clear that before uh, we get on the show well, next time. I don't time. care. <laughs> I'm a rebel without a call. I'd say the weak link here, though, is probably that linebacker three for the NFC East mm-hmm. in Nigel Bradham, who's fine, Yeah, but right. not a guy that you would say is locked and loaded for even a top 24 finish. Agree. You know, I could see him in the high-end LB3 range. Uh, I think LVE and Jalen Smith, like we said, Definitely in the mix for linebacker one consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, Demarcus Lawrence definitely, you know, top twelve defensive end. Um, you know, Fletcher Cox is going to be de- uh, number one defensive tackle consideration. Um, you know, the cornerbacks again. Who knows? I mean, the cornerbacks. I don't, I would love to see the accuracy of these guys yeah. who try to rank cornerbacks. It's We're not just worried so about tough. Yeah. yeah, stream the stream cornerbacks. Yeah, yeah. Stream them. Gary Davenport has a fantastic column that he writes every week during the season talking about uh, here are the cornerbacks that you need to stream week in and week out. So yeah. if you want to figure out what to do with cornerbacks, don't overdraft them. Go read G- Gary's column and uh, stream it each week. Pretty much just have like three or four guys just
3: constantly in rotation. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not afraid to cut any of them at any given moment. Yep. Pick yep. up someone off the waiver wire. Don't get
1: too attached to them. Because Play matchups. That's all yep. you got to do. That's that's the way to go. Uh, safety here is really strong. Landon Collins, Malcolm Jenkins. Collins now with the Redskins, of course, Malcolm Jenkins with the Eagles. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. Landon Collins obviously flashed in New York. Is he going to have the same level of production in Washington? I think so. I, I think everyone is kind of predicting that he'll be in that safety one discussion. Um so yeah, I'm excited as the Landon Collins owner in the room to see what he does in a new home, getting that new con that big fat contract. But then the guy going to New York to replace him and Jabril Peppers also very interesting as well. Bobbo, where do you uh what do you think for Jabril Peppers this year and with the G Man? Oh gosh.
2: I don't know. I was stuck over here thinking about Malcolm Jenkins. Uh somebody's pushing him right now for reps. Yes or no? I thought I had read that somewhere.
3: I don't know. Eh,
2: maybe I'm creating something.
1: I'd say everyone's getting pushed for reps, Bobby.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We all are, <laughs> aren't we?
1: Yeah. There's people trying to get in this big three chair yes, right sir. now. Yes, My dog Clark would love to be sitting in this chair right now <laughs> looking at this screen. So, yeah, let's uh, keep him away as long as we can because I think the audience
0: would love him. Wow. wow. So, uh,
1: now we'll say the uh, honorable mention of uh, Derek Barnett, Alec Ogletree, Um, those were guys that you know if we had really sat and like debated this for like three or four hours I could see either of those guys getting mixed in Um, you know we talked about Derek Barnett on the first episode as a dark horse breakout candidate really like his potential this year Um, and yeah it's especially with that Eagles defensive line Mm -hmm. having some 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 shoes to fill there it could be a nice breakout year for Barnett so You know, very strong defensive line set up here for the NFC East. Anything else that jumps out to you guys from this group? No. Solid all the way through. Yeah, yeah, no no real weak spots. Definitely defensive line is very strong. Very strong. So, all right, let's get into the breakdown now and see where do we think, you know, looking, comparing the position groups, who wins? AFC East or NFC East Let's start with the defensive tackles This one was very Very close for me But I'm going to give the edge To the AFC East And normally I wouldn't be so quick To give the win to two rookies But like we talked about uh, These guys are special Top 10 draft picks in the real NFL And I think defensive tackle is A little unlike def- Other defensive positions Where it takes a long time to get acclimated I think defensive tackle, of course, I'm not a defensive coach, so this may be oversimplifying things, but it seems a little more simple. Essentially, you stuff the run, you try to push the pocket and get after the quarterback. So I think that both these guys, you just point them in the direction of the quarterback and let them go, and you're going to see good things happen. So give me the AFC East. Markham, who do you have here?
3: I like the NFC East. Oh, okay. It's fine Mm -hmm. to be wrong. Um. Again, just think, Fletcher Cox, defensive tackle, one, uh, top six defensive tackle, Daron Payne. I think you're going to be hearing him mentioned as a top twelve defensive tackle this year. Um, again, I think it's his second year. Mm-hmm. Daron Payne. Um, is he really that young? I didn't realize that. He's young. It maybe it's his third, but he's he's young. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, the best defensive end. Really, the best defensive lineman on the list, right? Mm-hmm. I would say For so. Sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. Deron Payne, only twenty-two years old. So,
3: yeah, I think this is his second year. But uh, and then Jonathan Allen, another guy, just extremely underrated. Dron Payne and Jonathan Allen, both just super underrated. For I sure. think a lot of that has to do with being on Washington's team. That just mm-hmm. Yeah, just no one really wants to talk about. Yeah, but, you know, that's a defense that's really
1: not that bad when you when you look at it. Dron Payne had a nice little season. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Out of Alabama, yes, yeah, so played all 16 games, had 56 combined tackles, five sacks, three passes defense. That's kind of weird. Finishes just,
3: DT 15 in that's our nice. league. nice. Wow. Yeah. So.
1: Very under the radar. You say
3: five sacks? Yeah, five sacks, six
2: tackle for loss. Yeah. So yeah, good, uh, good player.
1: Nice debut season. All right, Bobby, who do you got here? Defensive tackle.
2: I'm sticking with you. I really AFC East on this side, mostly just because of Ed Oliver. I really, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but I'm just excited to watch Ed Oliver this year. Excited to watch that Buffalo D. I think Buffalo is going to be better, and I think Ed Oliver is going to be a big reason why a uh, pretty heavy rushing division. You know, Saquon, uh, New England rushes a lot. Uh, I think Saquon may get 500 carries this season. He's going to have to if they're going to win at all.
1: There's a great meme for all you comic book dorks out there, the end of Avengers Endgame where Captain America is staring down Thanos' army by himself, and it's like, this is Saquon Barkley on the 2019 Giants, like just facing... All the defenders in the box because it's Daniel Jones who's sailing passes 15 yards out of bounds. Uh, but you're right. It's going to be a That's a, a big-time rushing division. Yeah. Did you just say astute? I did. In a very condescending tone? I, I did. Tone? Yeah. I don't appreciate that you at all. You're be using
0: those big words. Keep Kentucky. It one syllable or less. Uh, you guys are both wrong, though. That's not correct.
3: Okay. Uh, Fletcher Cox, John Payne, Demarcus Lawrence, and Jonathan Allen are the better four. So. We're
1: just talking about defensive hmm. tackle right now, Adam. Don't get ahead. Oh, we're, okay. <laughs> well, whoops, whoops. So, uh, jump with the gun a little bit. Thanks for reading the directions, Adam. You are fired for the next episode. <laughs> Oops. So, uh, Clark will be sitting in your chair. Um, so defensive end, um, uh, I'm going NFC East for this really just on the back of DeMarcus Lawrence being a stud, being a top five guy. Like you said, Markham best guy on the, on the, uh, defensive line for either division. So Bobby, what do you got here?
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I know we were supposed to talk about Demarcus Lawrence, but I'm just so excited about Derek Barnett. Uh, I really think he has a great kind of, I don't know what this is, his sophomore junior year? It's like his second or third year now. Third I think it's year, his third year. Uh, yeah. But he's going to have to figure it out. So there you go, Derek. Yeah.
1: And uh, Markham, what do you say? Who wins the defensive end battle? I already said it. I already did it the last one when I messed up. I choose the
3: Lawrence and Allen easily. Over Hughes and Bennett? That's not even close, boys. Come on. <laughs> Come on,
1: get real. All right, linebacker, this was this was the toughest battle for me right here because I think you're tied with the top two guys because you're looking at Tremaine Edmonds, C.J. Mosley, locked and loaded, LB1. Then you've got Leighton Vander Esch, Jalen Smith, not locked and loaded as maybe those first two guys are, but definitely in the mix for linebacker one consideration. So for me, this decision came down to the third guy, which was Avery Williamson versus Nigel Bradham. I've all, I already mentioned that Nigel Bradham was kind of the weak link there for the NFC. So I'm going to go with the AFC East here for linebacker. Markham? Exact same. Seriously, that's, a, that's the same exact reasoning. Avery Williamson being kind of the yeah. tiebreaker for you.
3: Yep. Yep. I view those two, those top two linebackers kind of similar. You know, both of them, I think, have the potential to be linebacker once. Both of them may cannibalize each other a little bit on certain weeks. But, uh, yeah, that third linebacker, uh, Williams in verse, Bragg, what?
1: Migel Bradham. Yeah. The linebacker three. Yeah. Maybe back in linebacker two potential. Yeah.
3: No one wants that guy on their team. That's yeah.
2: never someone you're excited about. So he's solid, but
1: Bobby, I know. I think you're going to zig when we're zagging here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely taking the NFC East here. Um, you know, absolutely because of LVE and because of Jalen Smith. You know, Jalen Smith had 82 solos last year. Banderesh had 102, which is pretty unbelievable. Um, also pretty impressive was uh, Jalen Smith had four sacks as well, which I really love to see. Um, I think Ogletree's going to produce. Bradham's going to be fine. I think that you all probably aren't taking into consideration how much uh, – williamson and mosley are gonna hurt each other probably they may be actually hurting adams more than anything you know adams was our safety one last year so they might take some tackles from him but yeah y'all are incorrect here. i
0: don't think you need to be telling us what we are and are not taking into account (laughs) we can shut this thing down right now because you can guarantee Markham hasn't taken any of this into account (laughs) he rolled in two beers deep Hasn't turned back since. That's <laughs> right. We're four hours in on podcast I recording tonight, so I don't like the way Bobby was talking down to me right there. <laughs> yeah, after you coming off a of suspension, you're telling me that you're you're saying they're gonna cancel each other out when you're talking about Smith and LVE doing <laughs> the, t- the same thing. Two
2: different roles. Two different roles, Adam.
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs> I wish I did have a nice roll right now. Smack you across your face with it, <laughs> like a dinner roll. Yes, sir. <laughs> a sister Schubert roll and just uh. smack
1: him right in the face. Oh, all right so cornerback who really cares <laughs> nfc east for me that's all i'm gonna say it's all that really needs to be said no
2: no yeah nfc east is fine did <laughs>
1: you say no <"Nah>, no nah, yeah <laughs>
2: tremaine johnson <laughs> why, why are we talking about x rams here tremaine johnson and uh jack rabbit uh both in different divisions but yeah interesting i love zavian howard Y'all don't want to talk about him. We're He's talking about super corners. Talented, yeah. We're yeah. talking about cornerbacks now. We're talking yeah. about corners.
3: Yeah, who cares? NFC East.
2: Oh my Whatever. gosh. Y'all gotta start caring Next. more. You yeah. gotta start caring more.
0: So
1: NFC East across Stream the board. Stream on Bobby. Right? We already yeah. we already <laughs> discussed this. So safety, this was again really tough. Razor thin margin for me. Um give me the East AFC East, just because I think Poyer is a tad higher. This is again every assuming health for everyone is a tad higher. In my mind, then Malcolm Jenkins, sorry, Nico, but I would take Poyer in that situation. agree, Jamal Adams and
3: Poyer, I want both those guys both as much
1: as them. I love Collins, and I think Collins is going to have a great season, could end up as the safety one, so could Jamal Adams, and I would handicap that a little bit higher for Adams to finish as the safety one than Collins, much as I love Collins.
2: this one's the easiest of all of them to me a f c for sure
1: because of your uh, oh yeah, your
2: love for Poyer, oh yeah. Yeah, just, and my love for Adams. I, I made a pretty good push here not yeah, too long ago been, for uh, Jamal Adams. You've and, been
1: trying for months to get Jamal Adams. Man. It's just be, not going to happen.
2: Mostly because I have James and uh, the whole Derwin and uh, Jamal yeah. that would be a tandem combo. would be awesome.
1: Weirdly enough, the IDP guys, the only player they have ranked ahead of Jamal Adams at safety, oh Derwin, yeah. Derwin James. They're smart. It's smart guys. Number smart Number one guys. safety,
3: in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Is Derwin
1: James? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Flex. Um, so this worked out nicely where we're comparing safety to safety here with Jabril Peppers and Minka Fitzpatrick. So, um, again, this was, uh, yeah, a tough one to call. But I'm taking Peppers as he's filling that role in New York that Landon Collins had. And we don't really know is Minka Fitzpatrick going to play more safety, more cornerback. So we'll see, you know, if he ends up playing a lot of cornerback, that obviously I think diminishes his value in terms of IDP. And we know Peppers is going to be in there as a safety. So I'm taking Peppers here, NFC East.
3: I'm also taking Peppers. Josh, you're doing a great job of, uh, you know, summarizing everything. And I don't have much to add. <laughs> I should have let you go first. That you would yeah, provide no, hey, hey, here. Hey, We're on the last one now. Yeah, so
2: a
0: little
1: late.
2: Let's <laughs> yeah. redo this whole seg. All right, Bobby, what do you got? Yeah, I'm different. I'm going. Obviously, my boy Minka. Uh, I think he's going to be safety one this year.
1: Bobby, are you just picking all your own players? I don't have yes. him. Yes, I don't have him. That's right. You trained. He's Minka. gone. I but wish he's
2: still I had in you your heart.
1: You still in your heart. He was though.
2: my dude. You had him. He was my dude. Once you had him. You gotta believe. I yeah. believe. Oh,
1: once a once a Bobby, once a Josh Allenite, right? right. Your got your team right Bobby
0: stank The Josh
2: Allen. Allens. That's
1: right. That's right. So total points here, guys. It came down to AFC East eight, NFC East ten. Ooh. So the NFC East is moving on in this first clash of the IDP Battle Royale. What do you all think? Do you all agree with our assessments? Not only of the lineups that we put together but the positional group breakdowns and how we scored that. Would you have had the AFC East winning? Sound off on Twitter, and we will shout you out on the next episode. So, Markham, this last piece here is something fun that I think we are borrowing, shall we say, from PTI these are corrections from our last episode. Yes. We so, had
3: uh, quite a few. Last episode was kind of uh, off the cuff. You needed me is basically what you We did saying. need him. Uh-huh. I, uh, yeah. I had quite a few gaffes. We
1: had way too much time to fill and talked yeah.
3: way too much. A lot, of, <laughs> lot more talking than I'm comfortable with. Um, okay, so corrections. And I think they were all on mine. Uh, <laughs> I had a blackout. So uh, Rashawn Gary's coach is definitely not Pete Carroll. Nope. Um, I'm
1: sure he would love to be coached by Pete Carroll. Yeah,
3: it would be much better for him, a, a way better coach handling personalities. So uh, actually, Rashawn is probably screwed. Uh, so not good there. Good luck, pal. Um, Simeon Rice definitely not a one year wonder. Definitely
1: not. I remember thinking Simeon Rice was actually pretty good. Right, <laughs>
3: great career. Yeah, p- really played good played career. For the Bucks. So uh, yeah, sorry about that, Simeon. Uh, Kevin Byard, he is the highest paid safety. I think I said that he was the third. Um, Josh actually ended up correcting that during the sode. But I just, again, wanted to just point that out, how wrong I was over and over and over. And uh, I'm sorry. I let myself down. Uh, I know I let you guys down. And I will get better. All right? And I'm sorry.
1: I think it's like that scene in Independence Day where Will Smith is dragging a dead alien across the desert. Mm-hmm that was that last episode yeah pretty much you were a dead alien carcass in a parachute and I was dragging you across the desert I'll take it I'll yeah. take it it's Because fine. uh, because you know ultimately you came back to life there yeah and uh, all was well yeah Right now man. you're here yeah tra- trying out different characters on the podcast <laughs> yeah we're seeing
3: just uh, some of them are definitely working I think you know that's I think your, most of them are actually. that's your opinion I think they're all
1: working so, those were corrections brought to you by Markham's Blackout. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you like when Markham messes up and brings the podcast to a screeching halt in me and Bobby's minds as we think, is that right? I don't think that was right. Did he just say that? Are we going to have to edit that out after the fact? Would you like more gaffes from Markham? If so, subscribe to our Patreon. That's one of the perks at the $25 level, mm-hmm. is that you'll get an episode that is actually just filled with errors from Markham. Yep. And, uh... It's really worth it. Also, yes, you get unlimited access to Markham listening to music before the episode starts to yeah, get us in the mood. That's
3: another uh, idea we're kicking around. Yeah, so, uh, so
1: stay tuned. Uh, so thank you all for joining us. Episode three of the Big Three IDP podcast. Markham, you, you said we almost had a chance to record episode three of the Big Three on August 3. We blew it. And we blew it. We blew it. We really blew it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes so we'll, you um, just just swinging a miss
3: yeah I don't we don't have any other chance to ever do it again yeah. I don't guess
1: no excuses we could do episode 33 mm-hmm. yeah on some third of some day or some maybe March 3rd yeah That'd be great we have the 30 th- 33rd episode alright got got alright yeah. so you Y'all guys come, come back in. in March yeah come back in <laughs> yeah. March March 3rd we'll have the 33rd episode may not have any between now and then but probably not come back in March <laughs> probably not yeah So, yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. The response has absolutely been overwhelming. I think we're traveling out west next. Yeah, we got our live show dates announced. We'll be uh, over at the Taco Bell on the bypass here in Bowling Green doing a live recording as uh, Markham ends his shift. I had to pick up the Taco Bell job since you quit your day job to do this. Thankful, man. Just thankful for the opportunity. (laughs) Been slinging (laughs) them readers.
3: Hey, love it, baby. Bringing your not home. not taking home as much as I would like, a lot of it going back into the business, but hey, it's an investment, in my opinion. Yeah, you're growing your business. <laughs>
1: I'm, knowing the, I'm knowing the products on the board, you know? You can give recommendations when the guy is stoned and comes in at 2 a.m. Sure. Zip. Hey, man. Sure. Can you just fill up a taco shell with a bunch of refried beans. <laughs> I've always
2: heard you can just come in and just say you can conglomeration of like a gordita queso crunch with an extra supreme, a nacho cheese and a, all right, you want a double or are you good, man? Yeah, I, yeah, I will decide Side of chips, sounds Deep, great. I'm hungry, I'm yeah. hungry.
1: Mm. Deep fry that thing and uh, baja blast.
0: Yes, sir.
2: Taco Bell
1: should definitely come to us for a sponsorship. Yeah, oh, right? they'll, yeah. they'll be back. They'll be, yeah. be beating down
0: our
3: door. I'm I'll make sure. like a call.
1: Once they hear this talk about you can order any menu item and everyone in your restaurant is stoned. And Yeah, they'll be like, yeah, we
3: can't do that. Yeah,
1: you <laughs> don't understand what a sponsorship is. <laughs> we're We're a family establishment that serves Dorito taco shells. <laughs> you monsters. All right, well, thanks again, guys, for listening. We're going to get out of here. We hope you all enjoy. We'll be back next week. I think, guys, we're going to do AFC West versus NFC West. Oh, yeah, the real division Should be a fun one. We'll continue the Battle Royale series. So signing off for Bobby Reynolds and Adam Markham, this is Josh Raymer. We'll catch you guys on the flip.
3: Peace.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP.